Good day, everybody. Welcome to the latest podcast interviewing a gaggle of entrepreneurs who are among the most interesting in the company. My name is Craig Ryan. I'm here with my colleague, Carla Hine. Hello, everybody. We're back with yet another interesting B Corp entrepreneur. And B Corp entrepreneurs are a group of people that we have the great good fortune to meet, actually, because Carla and I work at uh, the Business Development Bank of Canada, BDC for short. And BDC is the only bank in the country dedicated exclusively to entrepreneurs. They're the only kind of client we have. And because of that, we get to meet a whole lot of entrepreneurs, clients or not. And uh, the B Corp entrepreneurs are different in that they define the purpose of the company as something bigger and broader than money. It's community building, it's livelihoods, it's uh, a stellar management of their environmental footprint. It's all sorts of things. And the latest person we have to introduce you to is sitting on a deck at Anderson Lake in British Columbia, who has uh, graciously given time from his vacation, and his name is Joey. Good day to you, Joey. Good morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, welcome, Joey Gibbons. Tell us about your company. What exactly is it, and what does it do? Sure. Yeah, Gibbons Whistler is a company we started in the bar business primarily, and we basically looked to go out and, and buy real estate, and then we put a bar in it, and um, from there, it's taken on a bit of a world of its own where we've started to vertically integrate with our own beer and our own spirits and it's evolved into a bunch of different areas but really it's you know started from the from a party business that's continued to take its life of its own ah so it's morphed from a bar and a party business into a little galaxy of related companies is that right yeah yeah ah. exactly exactly now how many people do you employ in this galaxy well, the majority of our businesses are in Whistler. So, uh -huh. in the top of the season, and you know, in, in January, we'll have close to 700 overall wow. in our places. But then that comes down in the shoulder seasons. Of but our course. summers are becoming just as busy as you know the winters. So it's it's becoming um, yeah quite a quite a big group. I think um, I think the way you described your business as uh, the bars and the parties. Um, that would just sort of be the surface. Uh, from what I understand, uh, Gibson's Whistler is really, you are Whistler. You've kind of created this community of people, of experience, and um, I think that's really interesting. I'd love for you to sort of talk about how you're really more than just that and how you've created that, that community uh, feel with everything that you do. Sure. Yeah, I think you know, in in Whistler, it used to be a town that was only busy on the winter time in you know five months of the year, and and for us to attract people, we had to you know during those shoulder seasons and really get them up from Vancouver, get them up from Seattle. We couldn't just if we were going to sit back and wait for them to come to us, the business wouldn't be sustainable. So we had to find ways to get them up there by you know, finding things that would make people want to come up into that environment and enjoy the experience that we were going to put on. Mm -hmm. It really, um, if I backtrack further than that, when I was a kid, you know, I was lucky enough that my parents had a garage and they were happier for us to have the party come to the garage than go out and do parties. So I almost every weekend was hosting parties and it was something that, and I didn't get anything for it. It was, you know, what I got from it was great group of friends around and I was able to manage the whole thing in a responsible way and I got a lot of satisfaction out of that so when I went to I went to Bishop's University and 
started doing the same thing there and running the bars and, you know, always did things in a way that, you know, try to make a, you know, making everybody happy. And I always get, got a lot of satisfaction out of doing that. So that's, you know, our core purpose of making people happy is where it all stems from. And the best parties, the, when people come together and, and are, you know, really enjoying themselves like a, at a wedding is when you grab a whole group of people, all different types of people, and they come together and their neighbors are happy, the suppliers are happy, the community is happy. The, it takes all of those to really create the best event at whatever it is that we're doing. So that's... Yeah, that's it really creates that, that connection in the community as well, right? Yeah, I mean, we've it's become so obvious to me over the years that the more we connect with the community, the more community connects back with us, in mm-hmm. almost to a level where it, I feel like it's unfair sometimes because we sponsors so many sports teams and almost anyone who asks we say yes as long as I mean the areas that we really feel it's important to give back in are the athletics uh, entrepreneurship and artists because um, Whistler's going through a real transformation right now where we were this place built by entrepreneurs who are hustling every day to you know get people into town and now Whistler's become you know the number one mountain resort in the world and it uh, become a real, you know, a lot of the you know billionaires and big organizations are buying it up, and uh-huh. so you know for, for trophy assets or whatever it is. I mean, as people want to own Whistler, which is fantastic. But the worry that I have sometimes or all the time is that without those entrepreneurs running the business, you know, people, you know, the soul of of the community, I'm worried that that would go away. And so that forced me to say, okay, well, what is the soul of the community? And I think it, when I look back at what created Whistler, you know, relatively new town, it was these really athletes that were attracted to the mountains that came up there. And a lot of them were artists and entrepreneurs and they're a real creative set. And they were constantly challenging status quo and, and pushing things. And I think it was that mix that really developed the soul of Whistler, which has made it the place that attracts so many people. So that's really our our give back and the more we give back to those you know as long as the best athletes in the world continue to be attracted to coming to Whistler and the artists that are playing the music and painting and and you know they quite often develop into entrepreneurs that are starting you know little businesses in Whistler and growing it it really makes everything more um, interesting and and, uh, fun to be around. It sounds to me uh, Joey like community building is part and parcel of your daily operations and indeed your business model. Yeah. Is that yeah, accurate? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I think it's it's a, it's the same I think it's for all the same reasons that we would throw a party in high school. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's but it's now it's the it's the town and and, and uh That's right. And your creating community. It sounds like your presence prevents Whistler from becoming an a glamorous asset for one percenters worldwide. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, well, I think it's, yeah. I mean, not just, it's not just me. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch there's of others. people in Whistler. Yeah. And, and, and the bunch is interesting. Um, we, Carla and I, marveled um, as we read about the organic growth of your company from the one that you described into the, the galaxy mm. of related companies. Um, mm. And we were struck by the fact that many of them are now businesses being managed or run by uh, people from within, so people who worked mm-hmm. with you and then who had an idea for a business or spotted an opportunity. Could you could you talk a little about that, please? 
Yeah, it's an, something else that I'm really passionate in. And, um, you know, the, the, certainly the people who are running the different divisions in our business, you know, entered as a busser like I did into the industry or a, you know, and up through the ranks and in, in, in bartending and that. And, you know, it's something that I'm probably most proud of now is seeing people who, you know, leaders in our company who came to Whistler, a place that nobody could ever afford, who are now owning homes and, you know, looking to raise families in our in our in our community. And so to be able to see someone come to Whistler as a busser, you know, sharing a room to being able to own their own home and, and start their own family in Whistler is a pretty cool piece to be a part of. Yeah, that's a really worthwhile accomplishment in the way you run your business. Mm-hmm. It's livelihoods. And so we're we're going through another part now where we're actually looking to hire a few more senior people and they're not threatened by it at all. They're they're so thirsty for guidance and leadership and there's you know really i think it's this you know one piece that allows for us to continue to adapt and try new things and be creative the way that we do is the leadership group there's no ego i mm-hmm. think that's what what allows for it to happen i i read that you have a long standing weekly family dinner with your leadership staff yeah yeah <laughs> i i found like we were spending all this money just putting ads in newspapers and stuff that wasn't working super well and what we started measuring like the happiness of our staff every like after every season and in each of our different bars like in each of our different businesses we've got i think about 16 different little groups of businesses whether it's a small bar a big restaurant or a you know a bar hop tour or festivals and there's a there's a direct correlation between the financial success of the business and the happiness of the people who are running the business because mm-hmm. it's I mean, it's pretty simple if you think about it, right? If you go into a bar or a restaurant and there's a great energy and a great atmosphere, you stick around within that atmosphere because it's fun and you're happy. And and you go back to that environment because it felt good. Well, that energy and that um, environment is almost always brought to you by the team who are in there working at it. I mean, if you go over to a friend's house and it's a good environment, you stick around a little longer. If it's not a good environment, you don't go back. So we started measuring the happiness of each of our teams and, and really learning from each of them. And what, it's a real fun way to run a business. And so if you, if you st- stay focused on just making people happy, it's a really nice way to run the company. And, um, and so the family dinners, we used to spend the money in, in, in uh, the newspapers. And I said, well, what if we just like rotated this dinner around each of our businesses uh, weekly on Wednesdays? Then when new people came into town, Everybody would be there, and because most people who live in Whistler on our team, their families are back home in Australia or in Europe or in Ontario or wherever else, it really brings everybody together once a week and allows for just people to know each other so they can plan their ski day next day or biking day. And Yeah, it's, 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 it's been a nice, nice thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that, uh, that you mentioned... Um, you know, bringing in new new leadership uh, as your company grows, you certainly have gone through a lot of growth. And um, I wonder if there's been any growing pains that have been difficult for you. Oh yeah, like yeah, tons. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it'd be funny if you day. said no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, all the time, and I think that's what keeps it fun at the same time it's um you know we, we always were constantly running up against different obstacles and you know and failing all the time at, at things but i think we've again we've got like a, a um a real great mindset within our group that when we do that we don't 
quit. We, we, you know, just try to understand why we're failing. And usually after a couple of years, it works. And yeah. um, I think we're also becoming much more comfortable with failing where when I was younger and I would open up a new place and people would go to it and say it was not good or all these things were broken. I would just question my, our ability to do that. And now when we're opening up businesses and we, we go about it and we maybe do a couple of things wrong, we're just like, okay, we didn't get that one. Let's try this way. Let's try that way. And, and it's, we're becoming, um, uh, Faster and faster at getting it right. Very nimble. So, very nimble. Yeah. Uh, much more nimble. Yeah, much more nimble and much more, I don't know, just a better mindset. Yeah. Because we've been together for a long time, we believe in ourselves a lot a lot more. And, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's terrific. I'm curious uh, to know, Joey, how did you uh, learn about the B Corp certification and uh, the movement? Did you stumble across it? Uh, was it one of your colleagues in, in, in the 16-odd companies who discovered it? How did it come to your attention? So I'm, I'm a uh, member of the Young Presidents Organization. Are you, do you know that group? Absolutely. A cool group. Yes. Yeah. So I've been, so that's my room. When I went to Bishops, my roommate is a guy named John White. His father, Peter White, who is a business guy and like Hollinger newspapers went through that, you know, went through, did a lot of big business stuff and, and uh, was sort of my father away from home. And he said to me, because he saw that I was running the school bar and I was, you know, putting parties on a university and I guess being entrepreneurial. And he said, this is an organization you need to join when you qualify. And so I always remembered that. And when all of a sudden our business, I was living in Whistler and I didn't want to move to the city. I wanted to stay in Whistler. It's where I wanted to raise my company, but I loved business. And my, my best friends in Whistler were, you know, still jumping off cliffs and and playing in the mountains. And so I, I, I wanted to surround myself with, you know, um, a, a business community. And so I remembered the conversation I had with Peter. And so I, I actually phoned down to Texas and said, Hey, I'm Joey Gibbons. I want to join this group. They put me through the right channels and, and I joined it. It's been unbelievable. So I joined that when I was 28. So 13 years ago. And, um, and, uh, yeah, it's been such a game changer. And each year we do a university event. I'm actually the education chair this year of YPO. So we're putting one on with uh, University of Harvard, but we um, a couple of years ago we did one on um, you know on uh, where we invited the founder of B Corp. I remember this. In. Yeah, in Vancouver, okay, so right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we had a few different people come speak to it, and the way that they spoke about how they ran their organization is exactly how I was running my organization, but it they had structure around it and. <laughs> Like it was like, aha, aha. I went back to my team and said, guys, this is something that this is, this is what it's supposed to be. This is, this This is is us. This is everything that these guys are talking about is, is, you know, is what we're already doing, but it helps put structure around it and that we can communicate through all of our different businesses. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, um, I, I would imagine because of the way you run your business, like a family and you have so many, um, tentacles, uh, it really probably brought everybody together to actually go through that assessment and have to answer all the questions. Um, I'm sure you did it quite collectively, I would imagine. Well, I find with any of these things, it takes quite a bit of work, right? So we had, we, we were lucky to have a guy on our team, Ben Monkhouse, who's on a bit of a sabbatical now, but he, he, he really, he saw it as he wanted to take it on and, and go through the whole the, the program and, and the platform. Um, and so he stick handled a lot of it and we didn't have to 
do anything to qualify. You know, I've heard other people had to make a lot of changes. We didn't have to make any changes. We didn't do anything different. It's you, just... Yeah, it's interesting, though, being B Corpish before you learned about the word, you found your tribe, and actually you just filled in the form because you were already it. Is that right? Yeah, we didn't do... Yeah, exactly. So one guy just, yeah, filled it out with Lee Carroll, who's been working with me time as my i guess she's my executive assistant or she's my work partner um yeah so they 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 filled it out and, and we qualified but it's i think like if in business we constantly ask ourselves with each decision we make how we can do it better we're always going to be evolving and and i think that that's the real essence of b corp is that when we're you know buying a product or you know opening a new business if we ask ourselves can we do it better and we've got a you know a, a guideline or a group of people who are also focused on doing things better, then we just continuously have a better chance of getting it right. And yeah. I've got this, I've got this belief that the, that where the world is going is, is, is going to become much more experiential. So, so you can sit home and order whatever it is you want off of Amazon and it'll come to you in a day or however, you know, really quickly. But I think what you choose to have come to you is quite often based on an experience that you've had somewhere. So when people come into one of our places and they've, they're having an incredible experience, we found that we can pretty much, uh, you know, get them to buy anything that, that we sell them. And so, you know, we've just started investing in a ski company, Foon Skis, which are, you know, again, checks all the boxes. It's uh, Johnny Foon, who's a legend in this area, who's one of the first, you know, big mountaineers all around here. Him and Trevor Peterson, who passed, and his son, Kai Peterson, is just um, is, is working closely with us. And he's grown, a kid that's grown up in Whistler. He's number one skier in the world last year. And he's making, you know, Johnny Foon is making skis off a yellow cedar out of his backyard. And so it sort of ticks all the boxes. There's a local athlete who's really an artist and an entrepreneur building skis out of, you know, wood made in the backyard. And my belief is that people are going to be able to come into the Longhorn, one of our businesses, have this incredible experience and see this Foon story on the menu and try them and buy them right through that, through the bar. Yeah. So that's, I don't know, it's a bit crazy, but... <laughs> Well, I bet, no, I think that's you're sort of you're, how we think. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think that makes sense in terms of uh, you're creating an experience and a relationship and a, and a level of trust as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The most, I mean, the most important consumer trend in Canada is buy local, and what you've mm -hmm. done with that is it's not just the concept of local; it's this person, and they were made over there. <laughs> Would mm -hmm. you like to meet him? I bet they'll be sold before dessert. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, yeah. And I think it then just enhances the experience, right? So people go somewhere and they're having a, you know, glass of wine and they know that when you're in Europe or the wine was built in the vineyard next to you and you hear the history of it, it really creates a lasting memory so that when you get back home to Canada and you see it on the menu, you want to continuously order it to put yourself back in that experience. That's yeah. Right. That's right. That is so true. That is so true. Yeah. What, um, what an interesting story yours is. <laughs> I'm... I'm curious to know, Joey, um, if you could go back in time and tell that kid in the garage any piece of advice, what that might be. It'll, it'll be interesting because you, you clearly have a strong entrepreneurial mindset and way of operating, but like everybody, you learn as you go. And if you could mm. go back in time and tell Joey in the garage uh, one or two pieces of advice, uh, what would they be? You know, I think the biggest lesson, I think the thing that I would tell joey is go for it you know i think go for it and you know trust and trust your 
your values, you know, and, and, um, I was really lucky to, to grow up with a mom who was real free spirited hippie and a, and a dad that was a real structured quarterback and moved into a lawyer. And so I had both sides of the spectrum and my dad really taught me about working hard and being honest. But my mom was the one who was really like, give it all away, son, give, you know, give it all away. And, and, and so I think I, I was just really lucky to be born into that situation. And so through that upbringing, I came up with ideas to do things that people thought were crazy, but they weren't crazy. They were, it was, it was so, so just I would tell Joey, trust your intuition and just keep doing it, keep going for it. And then the other thing that I would say after going through it and what I learned was at the start, I, I think because of our values and who we are as people being good, honest people, we just naturally attract those same type of people around us. And we went into the business world together where, you know, my brother was going to school at Western Ontario and I went over there and we opened up a bar and we had no budgeting or structures or training manuals or any of these type of things. But what we had were really, really good people. And I, I, when I started to scale and have more places, I started learning about process and I became so convinced on process that I didn't, we didn't need people anymore. So it was like I, the pendulum was all people. And then the, the, the pendulum shifted because I became so, I just started reading books and learning about process that I became all process and I, and I um, didn't put enough value in the people portion of it. And because of that, all of these great people went off and found other opportunities. And I found myself with a bunch of businesses with no people. And it was the like darkest, loneliest, worst place that I've ever been. Like I hate even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, but it, but, it, but I guess what I learned from that was if you want to have like a few really good businesses, you can do it with no processes and a bunch of great people and be super successful and have a lot of fun at it. But if you want to scale and have multiple places, you have to have excellent processes and great people who are excited to work within those processes. So the pendulum fell back into the middle and now we're, you know, we're, get, we're getting much better at that. And B Corp is one of those things that keeps us accountable to, you know, those processes flowing in, in the right direction as we sort of bounce against those, you know, the pendulum bounces back and forth, you know, as we move forward. Wow. Yeah. I love the way you articulated that about, about how important people really are uh, to everything that we do. And I think that the B Corp movement is really all about that. Um, and then that balance, like you said, between people and policy and happiness, um, that's just the perfect recipe. <laughs> the perfect, highly successful recipe. recipe. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And what we're finding with the newer um, generations that are coming through here, I mean, even my young boys were just asking me when I was coming down here, who are you talking to? What are you talking about? And I told them and, and they're, they're like, yeah, but dad, you still, you know, have this going like they're ch they're constantly challenging what i've got going on in our businesses and it's so important to them that it's right i think it's going to be a lot harder for companies if they don't take on this mindset to attract top talent and and customers to be honest with you i, I think it's the only way that like really going to work <laughs> like I, think, I don't think businesses are going to survive <laughs> unless they're doing this it's so obvious yeah yeah that's uh no well said yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you. We can't ignore how important trust and transparency and people really are to a business. That's right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, businesses aren't an abstraction that have no relationship with the community or the ones that thrive well. 
Mm-hmm. But um, no, thank you very, very much for your time, Joey. It's been a real pleasure to talk with you. It's been a real uh, gift to learn more about your company. Yeah, yeah, it really has been. Um, so, Joey, obviously, uh, most people know where Whistler is located in BC, but uh, and certainly you have so many different businesses. But where can we find you? Um, what, what do you mean, like? Uh, where can we find Gibson Whistler? We've got our main our main business in Whistler is you know we, we've got um, we've got a group of bars in in the main in the village of Whistler, and the Longhorn Saloon is really our flagship, and it's uh, right at the at the base of the of the mountain where everyone skis into yeah so most of our businesses are there in whistler and we, we're starting to go down into the north shore as well in the sea to sky and with our brewery and that and uh great cool yeah and we're, we're just starting to scale now so we'll see we'll see where it goes see where the journey takes us that's right and I, my next journey to bc is going to take me to whistler I'm yes. bound and determined yeah, to go to the Longhorn. <laughs> good, yeah. Look, at, look us up. So, and if any of our listeners want to learn more about the certification that Joey chews, uh, go to www.bcorporation.net or find it through Carla's and my website, the, that of BDC, www.bdc.ca. Thank you again, Joey. Thank you so much, okay, Joey. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, so I'm going to go online now and buy a ticket to Whistler. <laughs> it certainly it certainly makes me want to find out uh, what all these businesses that that Joey has uh, created are up to. Terrific, terrific guy. I I love the way that he has built uh, community building into his company purpose and daily operations, and I love the way that he's used his his colleagues, his employees. Uh, as fuel for business growth. So what was one company is now, as I say, a galaxy of like 16, I think, that all of the owners and managers of whom are from within that family. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's a remarkable story. I've never heard one like it. And I think it is something everybody would applaud if they knew about it. And it would certainly make me want to go to the Longhorn before another bar. Absolutely. And I think one of the other things he touched on as an entrepreneur is this importance of surrounding yourself, as we've often referred to it uh, in the podcasts, uh, with your tribe, That's but right. with with those people that can help you grow and constantly question. And this idea as an entrepreneur that they're not afraid to fail because that's how they learn. That's, um, right. that's an excellent takeaway. Yeah, another big takeaway for me is the his he said his temporary obsession with process before people that led to a really difficult time that uh, reminded me of lots of conversations that we have with lots of entrepreneurs who say that it can be a very isolated uh, place. Mm-hmm. Like you can often feel on your own. And so underlining the importance of finding your tribe and surrounding yourself with the right people, which I think Joey has clearly done. Absolutely. Well, another amazing B Corp entrepreneur. Yes. And another fun conversation. Thank you so much, Carla. Thank you, Craig. Bye-bye.